Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Todd Coconato Podcast, otherwise known as The Remnant. My name is Pastor Todd Coconato on this critical, crucial, and important 12-30-2021 worldwide broadcast. Thank you for tuning in to the program. Very important show as we get ready to go into 2022, just one day away. This may be the last podcast of the year. Oh my goodness, so many things to talk about today. We're going to take the full hour here to really get into this stuff. But I want to start off by reading something to you that I think is one of the most important articles maybe that I've read in a really long time. And it comes from Archbishop Carlo Maria Vagano. Yes, he's issued a a Christmas warning, and uh, it's a letter to the United States that's unusually blunt about what he sees as a global conspiracy. And I'm going to read this to you, and then I'm going to give you some commentary afterwards. It's a very long letter, and I'm going to tell you right up front, it's not easy to read uh, because some of the words are big. This guy's got a great vocabulary, let me tell you. So I'm going to do my best not to chop up the words. Uh, But I think this audience needs to hear this letter because this letter is profound. And when I think about history, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. When I think about history and what we're going through as a people right now, not just in America, this is in Australia, it's in Canada, it's in New Zealand, it's in every part of the world, Israel, the UK, Germany, France. And by the way, we have listeners all over the world and you are the remnant. And what do I mean by the remnant? People that are willing to stand for the entirety of the word of God. I'm talking about the body of Christ, the ecclesia, followers of the way. That's you. If you're listening to the remnant, that's you, okay? And God has called us for a time as this. It's not a mistake that we're alive. We can't grow weary in doing good. We can't allow the the spirit of fear to overtake us. So then what? What do we do? This is our 1776. This is our time to stand. Listen, this is going to go down in history. We're the people willing to stand. We're the people. Is it going to be like Dietrich Bonhoeffer where only a few came alongside? People always wonder, how did Nazi Germany happen? How did that happen? Well, now now we understand, don't we? I think we can definitely see a little bit more how that happened, right? And so how do we stop this? How do we how do we push back against the globalists, against the cabal, against the new world order? Oh, it's conspiracy, Pastor Todd. Why are you even talking about that? Well, I will tell you this. If you haven't figured this out yet, the term conspiracy theorist is a weaponized term that was created so that you get in line and you don't question the mainstream corporate media and their puppet masters and you just stay in line. And it's so many people bought into this and people say, Pastor Todd, I wish you would speak more. I wish you would tell us more. And then some people say, you say too much, Pastor Todd, you say too much. Well, here we are, right? You know, they can, they can label me all these things. Listen, we've had to go through some, some death threats and all this crazy stuff that I don't even speak about on the air. And so there's a high cost of standing for truth. They try to snuff you out. They want you to just not talk about any of this stuff, even though this is probably some of the most important things, if not the most important subject as we go into this new year, because it's going to be determinative of what kind of world that we give over to our children and our grandchildren. Not only that, but how we live out the rest of our life. Are we going to be free individuals with unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? Are we going to be able to to practice our faith freely? 
Because people wonder, why do you have the Religious Liberty Coalition? I don't understand. Well, let me just tell you this, okay? They're going to move, and they're already doing this with the Southern Poverty Law Center and others, to say that biblical Christianity is hate speech. Biblical Christianity. So there's going to be a point, if we don't push back, where they're going to be looking at sermons, and, and I'm telling you, if you put it up on YouTube, you put it up on Facebook or whatnot, and you're preaching from the Bible, and you're reading scriptures from, hello, hello, church, hello, people of God, we're sounding the alarm. Do you hear? Do you hear? I know some of you do. But does the church understand? Well, if I just preach the Bible, Pastor Todd, they won't bother me. It's because you get into politics. No, it's not. This is a battle of light versus darkness. I'm sorry, I don't mean to sound mad or angry or mean-spirited. That's not my objective here. But I'm sounding the alarm. I'm standing on the, just picture me right now on the rooftop, sounding the alarm. Hello, hello, church, do you hear? It's not about politics. Politics are important. We have to occupy until he comes. We got to make sure that we occupy that amount of influence. The church can't be a vacuum there. We can't be you know, absent. I know many people buy into the nonsense about separation of church and state, but that's how we got into this mess, okay? But now we're in a mess. We're in a mess. And, and for people that think they're just going to sit on the sideline and nothing's going to, you know, you're just going to ride this thing out, you're, you're fooling yourself. You got your head buried in the sand if you think that. And if you think, you know, well, I just preached the Bible, they're, they're going to leave me alone. No, they're not. Because it's the Bible that they ultimately hate. It's the Bible that they're coming after. It's biblical Christianity, my friends. A battle of light versus darkness. That's what we're in right now. That's what we're experiencing right now. So either we get this going into 2022 and we mobilize and we peacefully protest and we understand our rights and our constitution because the whole world's watching America. Oh yes, the whole world is watching. Not, 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 you know, they're not happy with what they're seeing. I'll tell you that. They're like, what's going on with those Christians in America? Don't they see what's happening? Don't they understand what we're going through? And they're looking at America as the last bastion of hope. Thank God for governors that are willing to stand like, you know, Governor DeSantis and a few others that have a backbone that are willing to stand up and push back. But I'm going to read this letter from, and please, you know, I, I know it's a little long and I, you know, I'm going to botch some of the words I'm telling you right now, but I really think this audience needs to hear this. This is from Archbishop Carlo Maria Vagano. He's a noteworthy maverick within the Catholic church hierarchy. Okay. And um, this guy has, has literally issued a letter, a Christmas letter. I know it's past Christmas, but he just put it out to the United States. That's unusually blunt about what he sees as a conspiracy underlining the handling of COVID and the fear campaign and the propaganda. And uh, so we're going to read it right now. It says this, dear American people, dear friends, for two years now, a global coup has been carried out all around the world, planned for some time by an elite group of conspirators enslaved to the interests of the international high finance world, the bankers, the cabal. This group was made possible by an emergency pandemic that is based on the premise of a virus that has a mortality rate almost the same of the seasonal flu. And they are stopping legitimate and effective treatments and the distribution of an experimental gene serum, which is obviously ineffective, and which also clearly carries it with it danger of serious 
and even lethal side effects. We all know how much the mainstream media has contributed to supporting the insane pandemic narrative, the interests that are at stake, and the goals of these groups of power. Here's the goals. Reducing the world population, making those who survive chronically ill, and imposing forms of control that violate the fundamental rights and natural liberties of the citizens. And yet two years after this grotesque farce started, which has claimed more victims than a war and destroyed, basically, the societal fabric, national economies, and the very foundations of the rule of law. And yet nothing has changed in the policies of the nations and their response to the so-called pandemic. Last year, when many stood by and they didn't understand the gravity of the looming threat, I was among the first to denounce this coup. And I was promptly singled out as a conspiracy theorist. Today, more and more people are opening their eyes and beginning to understand that the emergency pandemic and the, uh, by the way, the, um, the ecological emergency are part of a criminal plan hatched by the World Economic Forum, the UN, the WHO, and a galaxy of other organizations and foundations that are ideologically characterized as clearly anti-human. And this needs to be said, they're clearly anti-Christian. The electoral fraud of the 2020 presidential election against President Trump has shown itself to be organic to this global operation because in order to impose illegitimate restrictions in violation of the principles of law, it was necessary to be able to make use of an American president who would support the psycho pandemic and support its narrative. The Democratic Party, part of the deep state, is carrying out its task as an accomplice of the system. Just as the deep church, oh yes, the deep church, found its own propagandists. The recent rulings of the Supreme Court and the autonomous action of some American states where the vaccination obligation has been declared unconstitutional, think Florida, give us hope that this criminal plan can collapse and that those responsible will be identified and tried both in America as well as in the whole world. How was it possible to arrive at such a betrayal? How have we come to be considered enemies by those who govern us, not in support of common good, but rather to feed a hellish machine of death and slavery? Good questions. The answer is now clear. Throughout the world, in the name of a perverted concept of freedom, we have progressively erased God from society and laws. We have denied that there is an, um, an eternal and transcendent principle valid for all men of all times to which the laws of states must conform. I would call those the inalienable rights. We have replaced this absolute principle with the arbitrariness of individuals with the principle that everyone is his own legislator in the name of this insane freedom, which is license we have allowed the law of God and the law of nature to be violated, legitimizing the killing of children in the womb, even up to the very moment of birth, the killing of the sick and of the elderly in hospital wards, the destruction of natural family and of marriage. We have recognized rights to vice and sin, putting the deviations of individuals before the good of society. In short, we have subverted the entire moral fabric order that constitutes 
the indispensable basis of laws and societal life of a people. Already in the 4th century BC, Plato wrote these things in his last work, The Laws, and identified the cause of the Athenian political crisis precisely in the breaking of the divine order, the cosmos, between these eternal principles and human laws. These natural moral principles of the Greco-Roman world found their fulfillment in Christianity, which built Western civilization by giving the supernatural impediness. Christianity is the strongest defense against injustice, the strongest garrison against the oppression of the powerful over the weak, the violent over the peaceful, and the wicked over the good because Christian morality makes each of us accountable to God and our neighbor for our actions, both as citizens and as rulers. The Son of God, whose birth we will celebrate in a few days, became incarnate in time and history in order to heal an ancient wound and restore by grace the order broken by disobedience. His social kinship was the generating principle of the ortho-Christianus that for two centuries now has been fiercely fought against by Freemasonry. Because the revolution itself promotes chaos, it is disorder, it is infernal rebellion against the divine creator order so as to impose Satan's tyranny. Now, as we see what's happening around us, we understand how audacious were the promises of progress and freedom made by those who destroyed Christian society and how deceptive was the prospect of a new Tower of Babel built not only without regard for God, but even in direct opposition to him. The infernal challenge of the enemy is repeated over the centuries unchanged, but it is doomed an inexorable failure. Behind this millennial conspiracy, the adversary is always the same. And the only thing that changes are the particular individuals who cooperate with him. Dear American brothers and sisters, dear patriots, this is a crucial moment for the future of the United States of America and the whole of humanity. But the pandemic emergency, the farce of the global warming and the green economy, and the economic crisis deliberately induced by the Great Reset with the complicity of the deep state are all the consequences of a much more serious problem and it is essential to understand it in depth if we want to defeat it. This problem essentially is morality. Indeed, it's religious. We must put God back in the first place, not only in our personal lives, but also in the life of our society. We must restore to our Lord Jesus Christ the crown that the revolution has torn from him. In order for this to happen, a true and profound conversion of individuals and of society is necessary. It is absolutely impossible to hope for the end of this global tyranny if we continue to remove from the kingdom of Christ the nations that belong to him and that must belong to him. For this reason, the movement to overturn Roe v. Wade also acquires a very important meaning since respect for the sacredness of the unborn life must be sanctioned by positive law if it is to be a mirror of the eternal law. You are animated by a yearning for justice and this is legitimate and a good desire. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, says the Lord. But this justice must be based on awareness. This is a spiritual battle in which it is necessary to take sides without equivocation and without compromise, holding transcendent and eternal references that even the pagan philosophers glimpsed and that 
have found fulfillment in the revelation of the Son of God, the Divine Master. My appeal for an anti-globalist alliance, which I renew today, aims precisely to constitute a movement of moral and spiritual rebirth, which will inspire the civil, social, and political action of those who do not want to be enslaved as slaves to the New World Order. A movement that at the national and local level will be able to find a way to oppose the Great Reset and to coordinate the denunciation of the coup that is currently in progress. Because in the awareness of who our adversary is and what his aims and purposes are, we can disrupt the criminal action he intends to pursue and force him to retreat. In this, the opposition to the pandemic farce and the vaccination obligation must be determined and courageous on the part of each of you. Yours must therefore be a work of truth, bringing to light the lies and deceptions of the new world order and their anti-human and anti-Christ matrix. And in this, it is mainly the laity and all people of goodwill, each in the professional and civil role he holds, who must coordinate and organize together to make a firm but peaceful resistance so as not to legitimize its violent repression by those who today hold power. Be proud of your identity as American patriots and of the faith that you must animate your life. Do not allow anyone to make you feel inferior just because you love your homeland, because you're honest at work, because you want to protect your family and raise your children with healthy values, because you respect the elderly, because you protect life from, uh, from conception to its natural end. Do not be intimidated or seduced by those who propagate a dystopian world in which a faceless power imposes on your contempt for the law of God, presses sin and vice as licit and desirable, despises righteousness and morality, destroys the natural family and promotes the worst perversions, plans, the death of the defenseless and weak creatures and exploits humanity for its own profit to preserve power. Be worthy heirs of the great Archbishop Fulton Sheen and do not allow those of your pastors who have betrayed the mandate they have received from our Lord who impose inquitous orders on you or who remain silent before the evidence of an unheard of crime against God and humanity. May this holy Christmas illuminate your minds and inflame your hearts before the infant king who lays in the manger and just as the choirs of angels and the homage of the Magi united with the simple adoration of the shepherds, so also today your commitment to the moral rebirth of the United States of America, one nation under God, will have the blessing of our Lord and will gather those who govern you around you. Amen. May God bless you and may God bless the United States of America. Carlo Maria Vagano, Archbishop, 18th of December, 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, in my career on radio and air, I have to tell you that may be one of the most important speeches I've ever read. This may be one of the most important shows I've ever done because the truth is we are at a very, very important precipice moment. We are at a crossroads. Anybody that tells you things are getting better, they have not yet got better. In fact, there's a wicked plan, a wicked plan. Now, that does not mean that we don't have hope because we do. We always have hope in Jesus Christ and I try to stay positive and I truly believe in my heart 
that we do have hope. And I truly believe in my heart that we're going to be like Caleb and Joshua and we're going to enter into the promised land and we're going to take back the territory. It doesn't matter the giants on the land. Why? Because the God of heaven and earth is on our side. We cannot be like those 10 spies. I know I repeat this day and day and day and day again, but I repeat this because it is that important for us to get this in our head. We have to understand our identity in Jesus Christ. We have to understand we're in the world, but we're not of it. We have to understand that we are citizens of heaven and that we're able to bind and loose, that we're able to trample on scorpions and devils. But first and foremost, we have to understand that this is a spiritual battle at the highest of levels. If, if, if you have bought into, in some way, shape, or form, that there's 52 genders, okay, if you've bought into, in some way, shape, or form, that marriage is not between a man and a woman, if you bought into, in some way, shape, or form, the lies that are being pushed on us to try to make us out to be crazy because you love your country, because you want to work, because you want to protect your child, because you want to stand for the sanctity of life, you're not crazy. You're not crazy if you want to stand by the word of God, which is truth, the same yesterday, today, and forever. You're not crazy just because your relatives, some of your family members think you're crazy because you research, you go to the source documents, you go to the word of God, you ask the Holy Spirit. And sometimes you have been separated from people that you love simply because of these beliefs, which are true. Every place I go around the country, I ask people, who in here has relatives or people in your family that thinks you're crazy? And almost everywhere I go, because I go to a bunch of events where there's truth seekers and there's people like you and remnant people, almost the entirety of the audience raises their hand. And I talk to precious people of God, women of God, men of God, seniors, elders, and they're devastated. They can't see their loved ones because they haven't been vaccinated. They're devastated when, they, when they're seeing their children in utter rebellion, living a lifestyle of sin, rejecting them because the propaganda schools the indoctrination camps have taken their children at a young age and have fed them pure propaganda and turned them against their God-fearing and God-loving family members. We are in a battle of the utmost proportion. I am standing on the rooftop today saying, America, repent. Turn from your wickedness. I think this is an appropriate time for me to read the scripture from Second Chronicles. 714, it says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. Friends, we need our land healed. We need to return back to Jesus. Listen, I'm all for supporting political figures that, that, that would, would stand for our values, people like Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis or others. I'm all for that. You know that. I mean, I was very active, Okay. But in prayer and fasting and in seeing the temperature and, and what people are dealing with in our country, I've realized the harvest is plentiful. The labors are few. It's all about, just like Archbishop Volgano uh, said, we've got to bring Jesus back. We've got to bring God back to our society. We've got to restore the foundations. We've got to restore the foundations of our nation. We've got to turn back to God. He is the answer. And the only way that we're going to win this is spiritually. 
is, is through prayer and fasting and contending and being on our faces and calling upon the name of the Lord. And I'm, I'm not saying, you know, we have to get active in the community. Yes, we have to go to the community meetings, the board meetings, the school meetings. Yes, we've got to vote. We've got to put the right type of America First candidates in. I'm all for all of that, praying for them, standing with them, supporting them. Yes, yes, yes. Be poll workers. Get involved in nonprofit organizations like the Religious Liberty Coalition or Todd Coconado Ministries or other things that are helping, that are standing. That's what we do. Okay, and we're pushing back. We're pushing back hard and we're winning. I, I'm, I'm not going to say we're not taking back some territory because we are. But ultimately, the greater body of Christ has to repent and we have to understand this is a spiritual battle. We've got to at least understand what's going on because a lot of people don't even understand the enemy. They think it's a conspiracy what this archbishop just said. I give this guy credit. You know what? He put his whole reputation out there. And he's been called a conspiracy theorist, as many of you have, as people have tried to label me. Why is it conspiracy? Because we're looking at the websites, we're looking at the documents, we're looking at the source documents. We know the agenda. They have to put it out there. They literally put it out there. And we read it, and then we talk about it, and then they say, oh, you're conspiracy. No. You're not crazy, friend. But I'm thankful for you. And that's why we're here. Because you know what? We've been raised up for a time as this. And we're going to be lions and generals. We're not going to cower. We're not going to cave. But, but we have to understand we've had it really easy up until now, okay? And, you know, we're, we're, we're used to quick wins and quick victories. And this is a real battle. This is like what our ancestors dealt with, okay? This is a real big battle that we're going to have to, this is our time. This is our time to take a stand, a real stand. And that stand has a cost, that stand has a cost, okay? Not only are you going to be called a name, but you're going to be targeted at times. And there's going to be a bunch of other things that happen. I'm just telling you right now, there's going to be a bunch of things that happen. But I believe God is with us. I believe he goes before us. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, but with faith, you can move the mountain. We are going to move the mountain. We're going to clear the land. We're going to enter the promised land. We're going to be like Caleb and Joshua. We're going to have faith. We're going to stand on the promises of God. We're going to preach the full gospel. We're going to get people saved and set free and healed and delivered. We're not going to forsake the assembly together, the brethren. We're going to lay hands on the sick. We're going to operate in the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And that's how we win. And for the gutless, spineless preachers that can't talk about the blood of Jesus, the cross of Calvary, repentance, and preach the full Bible, then get out of the pulpit because you shouldn't be there. I'm sorry, but it's true. Sorry, not sorry. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. And the Bible says that he spits the lukewarm out. When that's, that messenger angel came to me and told me that I got to get consecrated, I, I was honestly a little offended. What do you mean consecrated? I am consecrated. But then I realized, he said, come out from among them. Be holy, be consecrated. They're going to try everything they can to accuse us. They're going to try everything they can to come against us. I've seen wicked assignments of hell. Intercessors, I need your prayers, please. I'm one of the few people in this nation that's talking about this stuff. You better believe the spiritual warfare is extremely intense. I need you to stand with me, please. I will do this. I will walk this calling out. I will. But my goodness, we need resources. We need finances. I need intercessory prayer every single day. The, 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 the wickedness, the level of wickedness that we're up against is intense, my friends. Please, 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 please pray for me. 
and I'm going to be praying for you. I'm getting text messages as we speak here. So many people in the hospital, they need prayer. People are sick. People are, you know, what does the Bible say? You know, people are sick and dying among you. That's because people take of the communion in an unworthy fashion. What does that mean? We're not consecrated. We're not living in holiness. We're not living in purity. We're not living in righteousness. It's time to change. We've got to return to the principles of the word of God. We've got to return to the truth. It's the only way we're going to do this, friends. On the second half of the program, I'm going to talk about what we need to do in 2022, 2022, how we're going to do this, how we're going to win. I'll give you some hope. Thank you for tuning in this very important day, very important segment. We'll be right back with Todd Coconut Show. Wow, we've made it through 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Pastor Todd here, and I just want to thank you for tuning in to our podcast. And we are fully listener supported. You are the fuel that gets us out to hundreds of thousands of people. They're literally, every time we put out a show, there's like 100,000 people that download the show or more. And so I want to thank you for being the fuel. Only like 1%, maybe 2% at the very most, actually ever donate to the program, believe it or not. Uh, so a very small percentage. But it's you that keeps us going. It's you that are the fuel. And I want I want you to know you're making a difference. People are getting saved. They're getting set free. They're getting healed. They're getting delivered. But guess what? They're also waking up in the droves. And, and two sets 10,000 to flight. So I need you. Okay? Because when we have your support, your cooperation, and you stand with this ministry, I'm telling you right now, lives are changed. Marriages are healed. People go deeper with the Lord. God is moving but we are at a critical, crucial, and important juncture in our history. And so thank you for being a partner. If you want to support the ministry, please go to toddcoconato.com, toddcoconato.com. It's T-O-D-D-C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O.com slash give. We would love it if you could help us monthly and become a reoccurring monthly donor and supporter. Thank you so much. May God bless you. We're going to take back the territory for the kingdom of God. We will not tire. We will not back down. We are going to stand on the promise of God, which is yes and amen, hope in a future. God bless you and thank you for your support. Everybody, Pastor Todd here. This is the Todd Coconato Show. And one of our biggest supporters is Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell is the CEO and founder of MyPillow.com. And he's given us a promo code. The promo code is REMNANT, R-E-M-N-A-N-T. Or you can just use R-M-N-T. Either one of those will work. You go to MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com, put in the promo code REMNANT, and you can get up to 65%, even 66% in some cases, off your order. This is huge. It helps us. It helps Mr. Lindell, and it helps fund this operation. Go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code REMNANT. We thank you so much for your support. God bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, the Todd Coconato Show, last show of the year for 2021, and boy, it's a big one. Boy, it's a big one. If you listen to the first half of the show, <laughs> you may have your jaw dropped um, from that letter from Archbishop Wagano. but I think it was a good one. I think it was important that we read that on that. I mean, how many of you guys think that, right? This thing, man, we got to do this, okay? We've got to do this. We've got to win this. And so for the second half of the show, I'm going to talk about how we win. First of all, we're just going to recap here. We've been talking about our identity in Christ, our identity in Christ, who we are, what we're capable of doing. 
Okay, there's a word that I like to talk about in the Greek. You can look it up. It's called ekbalo. It's in the Bible. And it, it, it talks about casting out, driving out. To go out, to cast out, to drive out. Now, listen, I went to Bible school. It was great. I had a great experience there. I met a lot of great professors and a lot of great pastors, people that are now prominent people in the Christian community doing amazing work for the Lord that we stayed in touch over the years. And so Bible school was good. But I'm going to tell you, in Bible school, I didn't learn too much about spiritual warfare. I didn't learn too much about deliverance. I didn't learn too much about casting out, driving out demons. I wish I would have learned more about that there, but it just didn't happen. A lot of that is learned when you're in the ministry. And we had a deliverance ministry and we had a healing ministry, which was part of the church that I pastored in California with my family uh, for 17 years. And we saw people get healed of demons. And I know some of those people. In fact, one of them, I was just reading her post yesterday. This was a girl that I remember. We casted out demons in the name of Jesus from her. Yes, that's real. Yes, it happens. And, And that's the whole thing is that the thing is, is that people don't even believe this stuff is real. Christian brethren. Pastors, churches, you may sit in a church. Some people tell me, I sat in a church for 15 years. I've never even heard the term deliverance before. I've never even heard the term about about laying hands on the sick and and seeing demons come out and all that stuff. I've never even seen that. I've never heard of it. It's too scary. But that girl that I was just talking about, she's now in the ministry because she was delivered. She was set free. And that's why when I say to be saved, set free, healed, and delivered. Because some people are demonically oppressed and people don't want to talk about it. Listen, this battle that we're in, I'm telling you, I got to wake up sometimes in the middle of the night and the battle is intense and the accusations against me are intense. And I really, as I said in the end of the last segment, I need your prayers because you know what? I'm one of the few pastors and I'm not saying this to boast. I'm not saying it to brag. It's just the truth. And you know it too. And I know it. And some of you guys are doing it too and you get it. But the warfare is intense. And I don't, I don't want to sit here. The, the Bible says I've never seen the right, righteous forsaken or go begging for bread. But you know what? There's some of you that have been blessed financially. I'm just going to be honest, okay, because we're in the end of the year right now. Some of you have been blessed financially and you've got, you know, plenty of money. You don't even have to worry about money. And what good is that money going to do, you know, if it's not put to use and it's just sitting there? We're in a war, friends. A war for our future, a war for our children, a war for, a war for our grandchildren. And the more fuel that this ministry has, the more we're able to go out and the more we're able to affect. And unfortunately, there is a requirement of money. And, and you know, I know it. I, pastors, listen, there's pastors right now in this country that have private jets, that have their own runways, that have mega, mega, mega churches that are worth millions, even maybe even billions of dollars. I can think of some that, that have, uh, you know, not a lot, but I mean... There's ministries that have high assets. And yet some of those ministries, not all of them, some of them are barely scratching the surface in these areas. So the kingdom, we have the finances. We have the facilities. We have the donors. But there's been a a donor class. See, what happens is there's this this elitism in the Christian culture. I'm just going to put this out there for you because I've lived in it. I know this. I've, I've operated in the Christian circles. And that's why, you know, some people don't like inviting me to certain things because they know I'm going to blow the lid off stuff. And so they just don't invite me because they say, oh, that guy, you know, they think I'm a loose cannon or something. But no, they're just afraid they're going to get exposed. And the truth is, I do it in love. There's some people that don't do it in love. I do it in love. I I do uh, according to biblical protocol. But I'm not afraid to confront somebody if I see something because that's my duty. But I do it in love and I don't just outwardly, you know, make a big deal about it publicly. You know, I rarely do that at least. But people are afraid that they're going to get exposed because they've been living high on the hog 
and they've been living a real cushy life and they don't want their lifestyle to be disrupted. But guess what? When you're in a war, your lifestyle is disrupted. And if just some of those ministries would catch the vision and would course correct, and that's why I'm saying this in love today. Listen, if you're one of these pastors that has a mega church with you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars at your disposal, you've got to ask yourself, what am I doing to fight this war? What am I doing to push back like the archbishop uh, just mentioned? Because he was bold. And I bet you that man, in fact, I know that man has a lot of persecution. I know that man, you know, his life is in danger. Let's just be real. And I'm not speaking death over him. I believe the Lord's going to protect him. And we're going to pray for him and intercede for him. But I, I'm going to tell you, when somebody goes out on a limb and, and speaks like that and puts a warning and a word like that, where are the prophets that are putting that kind of word out, okay? Because every, everybody wants to hear a positive prophecy of how everything's going to be so great and, you know, it's all going to get restored. And I agree with that. I mean, I think that ultimately we are going to see a big victory. And I do, I do trust the prophets, the real prophets. I'm not sitting here talking smack today, okay? But what I'm saying is, a lot of times in the Bible, the prophets gave warnings, really urgent warnings, really dire warnings. And I would like to hear some more prophets speaking about that because the truth is we're killing the innocent. The truth is, is that people are paralyzed with fear. Many people in the church are still sleeping with their heads buried in the sand. And there is a remnant. Thank you, Jesus. There's a rising remnant and the remnant is waking up and we're waking up more people. And so we're, we're taking back territory and we are, this is, listen, for, for the positive side of this, I, I've never seen more people awake. I've never seen more people hungry. I've never seen more people asking the question, what can I do? I've never seen more people interceding and calling upon the name of the Lord. And so we've made strides. We've made progress. There's things that are happening, okay? That's why I go on the Reawake America tour. Do I get along with everybody on the tour? Well, yeah, I, I pretty much do, but... You know, I don't agree with everybody. I don't agree with everybody, what everybody's saying. But what I'm there to do is to speak truth. And I think that the people behind the tour have good intentions. And I don't, I don't buy the lies about them and that they're this or they're that or all this stuff that people try to say. And that's just one tour. I've been, you know, look, I'm going to go down to the renewal in a few days down in Florida with another group of patriots and, and people that are willing to stand. And, and then, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to uh, South Carolina in the beginning of next month with another group of patriots and I'm going to go, you know, so it's not just one tour, but there's a movement. I think I'm going to be with Mario Murillo in a couple of days at, at a revival event here in Nashville. There's all kinds of things happening. Okay. But listen, we've got it. This has got to be, it's not just entertainment. We can't just sit back and, oh, what's this great pastor, this articulate pastor going to speak about to make me feel good today so I can go home and do the same thing. This is a, a, a moment in time where we have to, we have to get activated. It's not about Todd Coconato. It's not about a name. It's, it's about us as a corporate body of Christ getting activated and understanding the situation at hand. And so as we go into 2022, God is saying, are you going to be a Caleb and a Joshua or are you going to be a wet noodle and not have a backbone and be complacent and apathetic and continue to allow this nonsense to happen? Because it is time, high time, that the church is the head and not the tail. And, and I, I'm going to tell you, there's some real amazing anointed people that listen to this show. And you know what? You, you've been hidden and you've wondered, you know, why hasn't God raised me up? Why hasn't, you know, and, and listen, I know some of you, I listen to some of you on Facebook. I listen to some of the things you're saying and you're anointed. You're, you're more anointed than a lot of these other preachers that have these big platforms. But let me tell you something about some of these preachers that have the big platforms. Some of them have been given the big platform by the deep state. 
You know what I found? As I found that if you're actually out there preaching the real Bible and standing for truth and you're a remnant guy, you're not going to get all that government aid, nor do I want it. I don't want government aid. But I'm just saying, you're not going to get the big, you know, mega donors that come out of nowhere that are giving you $100,000 as long as you just stay quiet, you know, and, and get in line like T.D. Jakes. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, but let's just be honest. And I've read a bunch of sites, you know, cooperation with the government, cooperation with the government. T.D.'s on like almost every one of them, you know, and, and God bless the guy. I hope he, you know, he's, he's given some solid word over the years. I've even taken pictures with him and he's just one. And I'm not trying to attack a man, you know, that has a big ministry. I, I get it. Like, you know, God bless T.D. Jakes. I really hope he sees what's going on. But I'm just saying, like, you know, when you're receiving all the government aid and you're, you're taking all the, you know, the, high, the high, high life in the church community, and there's many of them, but yet how often do you ever hear them come out and say what this archbishop just said? How many of them are saying that? How many of them are coming out? The people that have the huge jets and the huge, all that stuff, how many of them Maybe a very small few. I know a couple of people that are real that you probably hear me mention because I know they're real even though they have a big church. I mean, I can think of like Jack Hibbs. I can think of Rodney Howard Brown. There's, there's a few real deal people out there that I can think of that have mega churches. And, and forgive me if I didn't name uh, many of them because there's many. But there's also many that you'll never hear them say anything. We could, Literally, it's like the Titanic. You ever remember the movie Titanic? And there's like the little, you know, the band that's sitting there that's still playing the violin and the music and the ship is literally sinking, but they're still sitting there playing the violin like nothing's happening. That's the church in America today that, that, that refuses to acknowledge the situation. So as we go into 2022, we've got to be the Caleb's and the Joshua's. We've got to understand who we are in Christ. We've got to understand what we're capable of doing. We've got to embrace it. We've got to do it. We've got to live it out. We've got to be actionable. We can't wait for the local pastor that never says anything to do it because hopefully he wakes up, but he may not or she may not. And so it's our, our time. Like if you're awake right now, and I'm not talking about woke, I'm talking about awake. If the Holy Spirit has, has awakened you and given you word and shown you what's going on, that's for a reason. I believe you're called by name. You say, well, what do I do? I don't know. Look, there's many things you can do. At the very least, be out there and discipling people, mentoring them, getting them saved and set free and healed, delivered. I'm sure there's a young person that's just dying for a mentor in your neighborhood, in your community. There's so many people that are fatherless, you know, don't have fathers, don't have role models. I can't tell you how many people want me to mentor them. I wish I could mentor every person that wants me to. But that's why I do broadcasts like this and so that we can all come together and get word. And it's not for me, it's from the Holy Spirit. But you know, there's very few voices. I'm so thankful when I hear other remnant people. And that's why, you know, I made a mistake in, 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 in trying to align with certain people because they were saying certain things that sounded like the message of the remnant. And then I found out they had ulterior motives and they were also doing shady stuff. And so then I'm like, oh no, not even in the, in the remnant community too? Come on. And so now I have to reassess, but I still know there's some real people out there and there's some people that I do trust. And, and there's people that have, that have proven that they have, and they may not get the whole thing, but at least they get part of it. At least they're willing to stand. At least they're willing to have ears to hear. At least they're willing to go deeper. At least they're willing to pray over it. At least they're willing to follow the Bible. I can't tell you how many pastors buy lies and accusations, sometimes about me, sometimes about others, and they don't even call me. They don't even ask me if it's true. They just believe it. All of a sudden, they stop calling you, or you notice they don't like your posts anymore. All of a sudden, they stop sharing your stuff, and you think, what happened with that brother? What happened with that sister? And they never say a thing. You know who I am? Call me. 
And you better believe, listen, if the accusations come flying, I'm going to know who my real friends are, aren't I? It's already happened. And you're, you're going to know the same. Listen, don't expect everybody to stand with you because they're just not because they're weak. They're wet noodles. They got no backbone. But the true people, the true warriors are going to inquire of you and ask you what actually happened. And they're going to understand that there's smear campaigns and there's accusations because that's what the Bible says. The devil is the accuser of the brethren. Our job is to do our best to walk in righteousness, to walk upright, to avoid the scandal as best as we can. Don't get ensnared. There's spirits that are attacking us. But we have the king. We have the alpha and the omega. It's a fixed fight. The Lord is much more powerful, a million times, a billion times, a trillion times more powerful. He sits on the throne. He's never stepped down from the throne one second. And if he's allowing these things to happen, it's like Job, I believe, because there's going to be a double portion anointing on those who are willing to stand and press ahead and not curse God. But how often do you hear somebody who's got that true anointing that just pierces darkness because they're speaking such, you know, pure truth and they're not willing to compromise and we all have to die to our flesh daily and we all got to spend time in the secret place. We got to recharge and we got to learn to rest, my friends. This is a big one. I've learned this. There's a certain time in the day where I turn off my phone and I listen, the texts are still coming in, the emails are still coming in, the Facebook messages, everything's still coming in, but I have to turn my phone off. I have to be present with my family. I have to go into the secret place and spend time with the Lord and get recharged and, and strengthened in my faith. Sometimes there's whole days where you gotta do that. You just unplug and you get in the presence of God and you let the Lord speak to you. Go out in the wilderness, go on a, a walk, go to the mountain, go on a car ride, whatever it is. Go in your prayer closet, hear from the Lord, get strength, get renewed, get recharged. Don't let the depression take root in your heart. Don't let the op you know oppression take root in your heart. Those are spirits. That are, that, are, that are meant to, to wear you down, to beat you down. Uh, the people that want something from you, there's a lot of people when you get a platform, they want this, they want that, share this. Have me on your program. You know, all, the, all these things for their own motives and their own, their own platform and their own desires. But we're not, we're, not, we're, not to, we're not sold, we're not for sale. People want to buy remnant.news, they wanted to take you know, the podcast. I mean, listen, they want to do it all. Come on our radio show, but you just can't talk. You can't be as crazy as you are on the podcast. You can't say everything that you say. They want to censor me, but hey, we'll put you on the network. All you got to do is just not say like half the things you say. You know, you got a real charismatic voice and you're, and you're really good at what you do, but you know, you just can't talk about the conspiracy stuff. Really? Really? Because I'm not for sale. And really? Because is it really conspiracy or is it you just don't want me to speak the truth? Let's just be honest. You don't want me to preach the full Bible. I've gone to churches. They say, Pastor Todd, just don't speak on abortion, please. Don't talk about marriage. Really? Well, then I'm not going to preach here tonight. Or I just go up there and do it anyway, and then they don't invite me back. Whatever. You know, it's funny. I was on this uh, Christian news program recently, and one of the anchors on the show, she was like, you know, you're kind of like a Christian gangster. Well, no, I'm not a Christian gangster. I don't want to get the wrong impression here. But, you know, when I look at Mario Murillo, and I look at myself and I look at some of these other guys that are out there. Yeah, you know, I mean, Rodney, you know, these guys are, I mean, you know, for lack of a better term, and, and I mean this in a good way. I'm not, I'm not saying this in an offensive way. I'm saying they got, they, they're bold enough to stand. They're not gangsters in the, in, the, in, the, in the worldly term. But what I'm saying is they're gangsters in the spirit and, and they're demon slayers. They've been through the refiner's fire. They know what's going on. And I believe many of you are those people. And you may say, well, I don't have a big enough ministry. Or no one knows who I am. Whatever. God knows who you are. 
You know what? For years, no one knew who I was. The Lord decided to do this one day. And you know what? God, you know, it's great. I mean, praise God. But you know what? Actually, it's not so great. A lot of times I wish that I didn't have this platform because it's, there's a lot of responsibility. But I'm thankful and I'm going to walk ahead in my calling. But I'm just telling you, like, we go through a lot. Like, there's so much pressure. I have to learn how to navigate this stuff. There's so many new things that I didn't know. You know, and, and there's a lot of responsibility and people hold on to your words and they look for just, I mean, I'll preach a sermon and somebody will just like, they'll find one thing that I might've said that's a little bit off. And instead of writing about the entire sermon, they find that one thing and that's what they're, well, Pastor Todd, you said this. Or, or they write about you in the news, you know, because nowadays they're, they're, they're interested about pastors now for some reason. Well, that's because we're in the end times or at least we're getting close, right? We're in the birth pangs. And so all of a sudden pastors are the news. Why? Well, think about it because the spiritual battle is, is now playing out right before us. It's so clear. A battle of light versus darkness. It's, it's literally like playing out. We're at the, you know, if you watch a movie, we're like at the climax part of the movie in history right now. And as we go into 2022, you got to understand that the things are going to be upended. The economies of the world are going to be upended. The things that we consider normal are going to be upended. Things are going to change. It's not going to be the same. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable, but know your identity in Christ and stop worrying about this one or that one. Don't compare yourself to people. And these, some of these people with the big platforms, the Lord is going to yank their ministry away so fast it'll make your head spin. So those that have the platforms and those that the Lord has, has entrusted, you better stand firm and you better speak the full Bible because I'm seeing people literally dropping dead. I'm not even kidding you. There was this pastor I know and he was preaching a progressive message and he was all wrapped up in the BLM and all the other stuff that they're pushing in the Marxist world. And you know what? Boom, the guy was taken out. And I believe he's in heaven, but I don't think God is messing around right now. I'm telling you, he's not messing around. He's separating the wheat from the chaff. It's go time. When I say it's go time, it's go time. And yeah, they're going to accuse and yeah, they're going to do all that. But just keep your eyes focused on the Lord. You say, Pastor, you sound so angry. I'm not angry. I'm passionate. Passion. Why? Truth. Freedom. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. I know because I came from the world. I came from a lifestyle of sin and death. I was on my way to hell. I was on my way to dying until the Lord intervened in my life on the way to the hospital that day when I got stabbed nine times. And he said, Todd, do you want to live or do you want to die? I said, Lord, I want to live. He said, well, if you live, you got to tell people that I'm real. You got to be about the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You got to tell people that I'm real. You got to be on fire. And now recently in this new mandate that he's given me through the messenger angel, which is one of the most insane, like good insane, but scary insane at the same time, because man, when there's a messenger angel, you better believe you're trembling. And in the Bible, it says they were paralyzed with fear. That's what it's like. You have a messenger angel come to you. You better believe you're paralyzed with fear because it's, it's amazing. Like, whoa. And I, I still think about it every day because it was so powerful. And they said, be consecrated, be a part, come out from among them. And I didn't even fully understand. And now it's the message is starting to make more sense because you know what? We got to stand for truth no matter what the cost. And we can't let leaven in our life because a little leaven leavens the whole lump. And the Lord says, if the church is like the church of Laodicea, he's going to spit us out. He comes back for a church without spot nor wrinkle. It's time to repent. It's time to call upon the name of the Lord. Talk about the blood of Jesus, the cross of Calvary, repentance. I'm telling you guys, we can take back this nation. We will if we're like Joshua and Caleb. And we take our positions and we stand. And we don't look back. 
We move forward in victory, knowing our identity in Jesus Christ, spending time in the secret place, recharging, renewing our faith, occupying until he comes. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. How do we get the anointing? We spend time in the secret place. We call upon the name of the Lord. Don't be like, uh, you know, where the demons said, I know Peter, I know Paul, but who are you? Don't be a who are you. Telling you, don't let repetitive sin ruin your life. Get rid of it. Repent of it today. And I'm going to offer this prayer right now as we get ready to end the show. I'm going to offer this prayer because I believe some people have been impacted by today's message. It's go time for you too. It's not just me. This isn't about me. It's go time for the ecclesia. It's go time for the body. If you've heard this message, it's for a reason. God wants to radically transform you. He says, do not be conformed to the things of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He says, trust in the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Creating me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit in me. Thou, O Lord, art a shield around me. You're the glory. You're the lifter of my head. Do you believe the word? Do you believe truth? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this new year, this new season. Some of us are contending in marriages. Some of us are praying for loved ones that are sick, loved ones that are in rebellion. People have called us crazy. Some of us have lost our jobs. We're concerned about finances. We're concerned when we look at our nation. We ask you, Lord God, that you would touch this nation, that you'd make the crooked path straight. That if we've allowed sin and compromise in our life, Lord God, that you restore us back to what you would have in your perfect will for us. For those that need to accept you as their personal Lord and Savior today, and they're listening to the sound of my voice, I pray, Lord God, that they would receive you today, that you would receive them into the kingdom of heaven. You say that you stand at the door of our heart knocking, and all we got to do is let you in. I pray that people right now that are listening would say, Lord, I let you in. Jesus, you're the Lord and Savior of my life. I declare it with my mouth. I believe it in my heart that you are Lord and that you died on the cross for my sins. And I pray protection and favor over your life, blessings. I pray divine appointments, divine wisdom, divine strategy. The the word of the Lord, in your word, Lord God, you say that you own a cattle on a thousand hills. You say you take care of the birds of the air and the fish of the sea. How much more will you take care of us? You say you made us fearfully and wonderfully, that your plan is hope in a future, that your promise is yes and amen. And so I just thank you, Lord, for this group. I thank you for this remnant community. I thank you that in 2022, we're going to take back the territory. I thank you that the word is complete victory. I thank you that, Lord God, you've already spoken. We're taking our positions and we're standing. We pray for our nation. We pray for our world. We pray that the spirit of living God would fall fresh. We pray for revival. We pray for a great awakening. We pray for a harvest. Lord God, renew our hearts. Let it be right before you, Lord God. Like David said, create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit in me. We thank you, Jesus, for every person listening. We bless them. We give you all the praise. You are holy. You are worthy of praise. You're worthy of honor. You're worthy of glory, Lord God. We just thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I feel his presence here right now. Listen, guys, we did it in 2021. We survived. We thrived. We're pressing ahead in victory. And now it's time to take back the territory and enter in the promised land. And so 
Thank you for being on this journey with us. If you're listening to this program, you are the remnant. God bless you. Happy New Year. And we walk into the promised land this year together in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.